phrase that I think almost all of us are familiar with. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Have you heard it? Or at least a variation of it? You haven't heard that? Wow. I'll say it again so you can say I've heard it. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Ginny, have you heard it? Awesome. I think this is super true in all of our lives, definitely true in my life. As I have grown, as I have aged, I have changed. But there are some things that haven't, that have just plain stayed the same. I shared this with the worship team on Wednesday. I'll share it again this morning. When I was a 12-year-old, 15-year-old, anytime I would walk by a mirror, I would flex. Right? Gentlemen, I'm not the only one that has done this. When I am 36, I still walk by a mirror and flex. And Lord willing, when I am 86, if there is anything left to flex, I'll try. The more things change, the more they stay the same. When I was young and my parents taught me to brush my teeth, they taught me, you know, you start here, you go over here, you make your way around just to make sure you get all your teeth covered. I developed a pattern, a routine that I still use to this day. I start on the left side, I work my way in, move to the right side, get the front, kind of go back to the right, down on the bottom right, to the left, back in the middle, and then back up to the... Every single time, Abby knows the routine. She knows if something's wrong when I don't do that. My hope is that I've done it when I was six, I'm doing it when I'm 36, and if I still have teeth when I'm 96, I will brush them the same way. When I first met Abby, I was very attracted to her eyes and her smile. I am still very attracted to her eyes and her smile, and I hope that as we both live to be very old people, that that will stay the same. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Back on April 6th of this year, we started a sermon series in Hebrews titled, Jesus Is, dot, dot, dot. You see it on the front of your bulletin covers. Jesus is, and we spent April, May, June, and the front half of July trying to fill in those blanks. If you've got any sort of memory, you'll remember that we saw that Jesus is God's Son. This is all in Hebrews. Jesus is true humanity. Jesus is a perfect pioneer. We looked at that on Easter Sunday. We saw that Jesus is greater than angels and greater than Moses. Jesus is our high priest. He is a better covenant. And Jesus is a perfect sacrifice. As we spent time in Hebrews, we also looked at the themes of rest, hope, not drifting. We looked at a guy by the name of Melchizedek and Jesus' connection with him. And we were challenged with the, uh, with the challenge to persevere, with the call to persevere. Late July, early August, through August, we took a little six-week break for a different series, but we returned to Hebrews last week out of the kind of the the non-normal of of summer, and in the morning on Sunday at family camp, we talked about faith found in Hebrews chapter 11, and the same thing Sunday evening, faith. Today, we wrap up our series on what Jesus is, and we're in Hebrews chapter 13. Go ahead and flip to that. I love it because sometimes the author of Hebrews just gives it to us easily. And he does that, filling in the blank for us this morning. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. Jesus is the same. So perhaps we need to rephrase Alphonse Carr's statement to the more things change, the more Jesus is the same. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now much of the rest of chapter 13 could be seen as simple life applications. Simple, live this way and you'll be living a Christian way, a Christian walk. But the way I read the rest of Hebrews 13, I see that as the author saying, look, Jesus is still the same, even in all these things that I'm mentioning. Let me show you what I mean. Chapter 13, verse 1, the author of Hebrews says, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Continue in a brotherly love. Well, you know what? Jesus said something very similar in the Gospel of John. John chapter 13, 34, he says, So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, so you should love each other. The author of Hebrews is saying, look, Jesus is the same yesterday, because for the listeners, that was their yesterday, many years back. He's the same today, and he's the same forever. So love, just like Jesus taught us to love. Chapter 13, verse 2. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without even realizing it. Crazy thing is, there's words in red in one of the Gospels that say something very similar. Matthew chapter 25, verse 35, Jesus says, For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever. Chapter 13, verse 3, the first half of it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Matthew 25, 36, the very next verse in the gospel. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Let's keep going here. The second half of verse 3. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Jesus talked about those who were being mistreated. He told his followers, you will be mistreated. Luke chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. What a blessing awaits you when people hate you, exclude you, mock you, curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man. It sounds like he's saying, blessed are those who are mistreated because you follow the Son of Man. When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets the same way. Jesus' teachings on those who are mistreated. The Hebrews has the same thing. Are you guys seeing a trend? Yes. Thank you. You are seeing a trend. Good. If you hadn't seen it yet, I'm going to keep going. Okay? It's as if the author of Hebrews is saying, look, this Jesus I have spent the last 12 chapters telling you about, everything that Jesus is, he is teaching you, and he is the same as he was then, today, and forever. So, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge those who are immoral and those who commit adultery. It's funny because twice Jesus spoke very plainly about marriage. Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 19, essentially those verses are saying, don't look, don't lust, become one with your spouse as God originally intended you to, and treat marriage honorably. Sounds like what the author of Hebrews wrote. Verse 5, don't love money. 
Be satisfied with what you have. The author of Hebrews says, look, Jesus says the same thing. Matthew chapter 6, 24 and 31 to 34. You can't love both God and money. No one can serve both masters, but seek first the kingdom of God, and he will give you everything else you need. Yesterday, today, and forever. Jump down a few verses. Matthew chapter 13, verse 9. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. Did Jesus ever talk about food? Yes. Mark chapter 7, 14 and 15, he told the Pharisees and the crowds surrounding him, all of you listen, try and understand this. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You are defiled but what comes from your heart. Don't be caught up in these strange new ideas about food. When it came to teaching on heaven, the author of Hebrews writes this in verse 14, For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home that is yet to come. Jesus ever talk about heaven? Somebody say yes. Yes. Okay, John chapter 14, verses 1 to 4. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that, where you, so that you will always be where I am. Jesus' word in red. The red letters are the same thing that the author of Hebrews is teaching us. Two more quick examples. Verse 17 says, Obey your spiritual leaders. Do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Matthew chapter 23, verse 3, the front half of it, Jesus told those around him, so practice and obey whatever they, talking about the spiritual leaders, tell you. Granted, he went on in that passage to say, but don't do what they do. So maybe the spiritual leadership had changed from Jesus' day until the author of Hebrews wrote. Otherwise, he would have not been able to write verse 7. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. The author of Hebrews knew that Jesus had said, listen to your leaders. Do what they teach. So he wrote that same thing. Verse 16. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that pleases God. Did Jesus ever talk about doing good? Ever talk about sharing? Thank you. Yes. The answer has always been yes thus far. We're catching on. Matthew chapter 5, verse 42. Give to those who ask. Don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Luke chapter 12, verse 33. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. The author of Hebrews is saying, look, Jesus, his teachings, he's the same back when he lived. He's the same today when I'm writing this, and he's going to be the same Tomorrow, forever. So far, so good. Yes? Yes. Okay? Do we believe that the way Jesus has taught and the way Jesus has lived is the same way we're supposed to live? Yes. Okay? Do we believe that the words in red are words that we're supposed to follow and we're supposed to try and and order our lives around? Yes. Yes. 
So are we supposed to be like Jesus yesterday, today, and tomorrow? The answer is going to be yes. Okay, I'm going to ask it again. The answer will still still be yes. Are we supposed to be like Jesus yesterday, today, and tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you agree. Yes. Yes. Good, here's where it gets difficult. Oh, it's like I suckered you into that one. If we are to take this seriously, then we need to listen to what the author of Hebrews says. He says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we're to be like Jesus, like you just agreed we're supposed to be, then we need to look at what he did and where he went. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 12. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. Outside the city gates. Now hold on a second. Did Jesus not know what went on out there? I mean, he had to have known what God told the Israelites as they were wandering around the desert God told them, if you have to use the loo, go outside the camp. That's Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 12 and 13. Okay, Outside the city gates, outside the camp, is where the carcass and the innards of the, the sin offering would go to be burnt. That's Leviticus chapter 4. Now the person who did that burning was instructed very carefully as to how to cleanse themselves and their clothes before joining back into the city. That's Leviticus chapter 16. Jesus had to have known that, right? That took place outside the city gates. He had to have known that outside the camp, outside the gates, was where the sick, the lame, and the dead were. Leviticus 13, 45 and 46, it talks about where those people go who have dreaded skin diseases that were highly communicable. And they were the ones who were supposed to walk around out there yelling, unclean, unclean, so that nobody would get near them. That took place outside the gates. When Miriam challenged Moses' authority and God turned her skin white like leprosy, where did God send her for seven days? Outside the camp. When Aaron's sons did not follow God's instructions perfectly in a form of temple worship and they got fire sent down from heaven and they got scorched, where were their bodies taken? Outside the camp. Outside of the city gates. Surely Jesus knew what went on outside the camp, outside the gates. Yet knowing this, he still chose to do what he did. Our author of Hebrews tells us that. Verse 12. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates. To make his people holy by means of his blood. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, I've got to believe that he'd do the same thing. And I've got to believe that it was thus for the sick, the dirty, the filthy, those that recognized their need for a Savior, those that recognized that without Jesus they would live their life forever outside the city. It's for those people that Jesus came and died. You want to know how I know that? There's words in red. Luke chapter 5, verse 31 and 32. They're written on our wall out there. Read them on your way out. Jesus knew what he was doing outside the gates. You guys agreed that we were supposed to live and act like Jesus lived and acted, right? You agreed to that. Okay? 
So Hebrews chapter 13, verse 13, means that we too must go outside the camp. So let us go out to him, outside the camp, and bear the disgrace that he bore. So let us go out to him, outside the camp, and bear the disgrace that he bore. Doesn't Jesus know what goes on outside our camp, outside our church walls, outside our city walls? Doesn't he know that disgrace is not fun to bear? Of course he knows that. He lived it. He lived right through it. And he has called us to do the same. Two simple words Jesus said to countless people. Follow me. Follow me. And we can now add what the author of Hebrews is saying. Follow me outside the camp. Do what I did yesterday. Do what I am still doing today. Do what I'm going to do forever and ever. Amen. Do that. Now, when we choose to do that, here's an unpopular message. Our life will not be easy. That's why Jesus used phrases like, take up your cross. Used phrases like, deny yourself. Used phrases like, if they treated me this way, they're going to treat you that way too. And our outside the camp, our outside the city walls is no better, no worse than what was outside the walls in Jesus' day. He's still calling us to go there. So where is your outside the walls, outside the gates? Where is your outside the camp? Your outside might be different than my outside. Your outside might be different than the person sitting next to you. I don't know where your outside the camp is, but what I do know is this. Jesus has promised that if you follow him and go to that place, you will not be alone. The author of Hebrews says it well. Chapter 13, verse 5, I will never fail you, and I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, verse 6, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Didn't Jesus say something like that? And the last thing he told his disciples and those that were around him before he went into heaven, therefore go and teach all these Disciples, the commandments that I give you, and lo, or be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, which sounds a lot like forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, First Church, as Alphonse Carr said, The more things change, the more they stay the same. Your lives will change. This church will change. Jesus won't. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, our call is to follow him in that. Where is that? How is that for you? For me, could be different. We just need to ask him, God, where are you sending us? Where do we go and how do we live that out? Things may change, but Jesus stays the same. Amen? Let's pray. God, what a great way to wrap up uh, a long sermon series. To be reminded of the fact that you do not change. 
That who you are, your character, your teachings, your desires, your pursuit, they do not change. And God, as such, your call on us doesn't change either. Where you call us to might, where we go might, but what you ask us to do and be won't change. We are called to be like Christ and to help others become like Christ. So God, give us the courage to ask you, where is our outside the camp? And then give us the courage and boldness to go, recognizing and holding on to your promise to never leave us. Jesus, I pray that as we wrap up a summer and as we move into a fall next week, I pray that this would be a, a truth that sticks in our hearts. And I ask that we would go nowhere that you aren't calling us to and that you haven't already gone. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.